the Word of God will come and it's sharper than a two-edged sword. The, the Word of God locates how you're thinking in relation to how God wants you to think in a certain area. So in the journey of faith often, and then hearing the voice of God, the rhema word, the written word, it is also God will readjust something from your past through the word of God so you can go into your future properly. Word of God is the greatest counselor too. What do I mean? You look, uh, Exodus 3 is a great example. There's a deliverance often that God wants to take you through as you receive the Word of God. That's why even prophetic ministry. So, but, but Exodus 3, like Moses, right? And in my opinion, if you read the rest of his life, he still doesn't quite get this fully. He did really well. But he never fulfilled the high call. He didn't go into the promised land for the same reason he killed that Israelite. Couldn't control his temper. Never got delivered of whatever was the root of that. God comes to him, right? God of restoration. Got quiet with that one. On the backside of a desert, burning bush that's not burning looks at it he goes I'm going to see what's going on there <laughs> God speaks to him think about it a lot of people you don't realize sometimes the weight of responsibility that comes when God speaks wow. he goes to him it's an incredible word from God himself and he goes, Moses, I'm the God who hears. I'm the God who delivers. And the God who hears and delivers, you'll now be that spokesman for deliverance. Was the first thing he says. Who am I? All this insecurity comes to the surface. What is it? It's not bad. It's an opportunity for a divine exchange. God's trying to deliver him of that insecurity. Even, look, listen, watch his life. He's raised in royalty. He's raised in royalty. Yet he still has, he doesn't have like this confidence that he can do what God is telling him to do. Who am I? Remember years ago, uh, I, I heard of this wonderful prophet. I had this great relationship with the church, so I decided to go on this Sunday morning to this uh, service and um, drove a few hours, and I go, and you know, I met him before the service, and really powerful meeting, and I still remember, uh, first thing he does when they like, kind of sort of hand him over the service, still a lot of worship going on. He goes, where's Abner? Tremendous prophet of the Lord. He's since on God on to be with the Lord. And he's on one side of the stage, and he was a very interesting prophet. And uh, he had toys. I called them toys. He had these big things and all these different things. And he, he gives me this word, and I go down, and he's blowing this thing. And, oh, the Lord says, you know. Blah, blah. And I thought he was done. And he kept, I thought he was prophesying to someone else. But he was still prophesying to me. And I could not identify 
with that word he was giving me. So, so far from the place I was living. So, the word of God comes to bring healing. So, let's just say, you know, and you got to take responsibility too for your, your breakthrough. Remember, God said what you, what you believe, that's what you'll receive. So search the word. It's got answers for you. Let's say you're, um, you know, trusting God for financial breakthrough. I am, you know, I could use some more money. I got some things I'm believing God for. I know he's always going to meet my needs, but I got some things, got some things to do. I think money's like, money's like a discipleship thing. The more money I have, the more I can help people. That's how I see it. I'm just the steward of it. Like, I don't need any money. Well, I'll believe for yours too. So. <laughs> and you're like, Lord, I remember you. You're the one, Deuteronomy 8.18. 8, 8, you're the one who gives me the power to get wealth. And you're like, ooh. I, don't know, I just kind of feel weird saying that. That might be an opportunity to explore some things with the Lord. Wow. Explore some judgments you might have against rich people. How come I don't feel like I can receive that? He'll get that thing, start healing some stuff. Wow. Lord, I thank you that the blessing of the Lord makes me rich and adds no sorrow. That the blessing of Abraham's on my life. And Lord, Abraham was really rich. So I thank you. I received that, God. It's in the, I'm quoting everything in Scripture, by the way. But then you're like, oh, this is like kind of weird. I don't quite feel like that. that's, that's me. I just feel like weird for saying that. Not saying always. I, I don't wake up every day trying to figure out what's wrong with me. But when you, when you walk through these, no, I don't. When you walk, I, I, but I do say spirit of truth. You said you would guide me to all truth. So expose all the dysfunction I need to break through today. But part of faith is saying, and your current, your current circumstance, because he's a, he, this whole world system, and so the enemy is built on attacking you through the realm of the senses. And just because you start believing something, it doesn't mean your circumstances will change overnight. I'll go over here. This is where the Wubba meets the road right here. There's some things I confessed for years until I possessed them. But I had a promise. Joseph's a great example. Everything in his life goes opposite of that dream. But that dream is still working because faith is always working. That's why it's so important, right? Matthew 13, that's your homework. Read that. You read that the, the moment the seed of the word comes, the enemy comes to steal that word. You know, like, I'm blessed and highly favored. The enemy's under my feet. Under my feet, under my feet. You drive home. Do do do. Email. 
Jesus! $2,800 medical bill. <laughs> Not you, me. And it'll try and get you to be double-minded. Wow. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Like I said, you're not that special that it won't work for you. Yeah. So faith comes by hearing. And hearing and then saying. There's something powerful about hearing the word of God. But there's something uniquely powerful about hearing the word of God in your own voice. Your words matter. Daniel, the angel of the Lord, comes. As I don't believe this whole, you know, some people, I know what they're, they're saying. You don't want to get into striving and things. And they're like, like, why you just keep praying? You know, like you prayed what? Because he prayed for 21 days. And the angel, when he comes to him, goes, your words were heard. So there's something powerful when you hear yourself say it. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. There's no guilt and condemnation. I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. No sickness and disease. Your word is like health and healing to all my flesh. I have the mind of Christ. One of my favorite now, I read it every day, Job 32, 8. There's a vital force. There's a spirit of intelligence in man and the breath almighty which gives. Lord, thank you that I have a brilliant mind. Thank you that I'm growing in God thoughts. I'm sensitive to your impressions, God. Proverbs 22, 29. Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will not stand before ordinary people. You stand before kings. Lord, thank you that the wisdom of God has been given. You, you, you were made wisdom for me. Thank you that I know what to do in every situation. Lord, thank you that the blessing of the Lord is upon our family. Thank you that we're always in the right place in the right time. Father, I expect the unexpected. Father, I thank you that my salary is not the only source of my income. Thank you that everywhere I go is a blessing. Thank you that no weapon formed against me will prosper. No evil will befall me. For this is the inheritance of the servants of the Lord. I have peace. I have shalom everywhere I go. And you, you lean into that favor. As I was like, we a little late coming into Atlanta last night. And, um, uh, you know, I don't know. You, I mean, you're probably okay with it. But I didn't necessarily want to sleep in the same clothes I was wearing, the shirt and sweatpants. So like 15, you know, 35 minutes between flights. So I just said, Lord, I just thank you for favor. I thank you those bags will make it. I pray over my bags. I do. I tell them my bags where to go. Talk to my car. Thank you. You'll never break down on me. When heating air guy came a few years ago, he just fixed this little thing. He goes, man, this unit's old. This thing's going to die soon. I said, the devil is a liar. He goes, what are you doing? <laughs> no, I'm serious. He goes, what are, you, what are you doing to this thing? I said, I'm a tither. He rebukes the devourer for my sake. My stuff never wears out. 
last long. What's your warranty? The Word of God. <laughs> I'm not saying it's wrong ever again. I just don't really get it. They, they try, you know, it's on something that'll go wrong. They're like, well, what are you going to do if it goes wrong? I said, I'm going to buy another one. It's probably not going to be from you because it went wrong on yours. <laughs> and then there's, when you're saying... You're going to get these nudges. Because right faith without works is dead. Lord, I thank you that I'm led by you. You're in a rush to get home. And he goes, I need you to go the long way home today. And he'll let you. And there's never been a road stoppage on your way home, but there is that one that day. <laughs> you get home three hours later. <laughs> How do I know? <laughs> He's very, very practical. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Hear the Word of God. Have a great respect and honor for the Word of God. Begin to apply the Word of God. Develop. Your renewed mind comes by consistently practicing what God has asked you to do. Guard your heart. Keep it from offense, from discord. You know what a goal of faith is? And write, write those things down you're believing God for. Get an image on the inside of you. Change the image on the inside. Remember years ago when the Lord started to teach me. I certainly haven't arrived. But you know what, what, what getting, operating in faith, it's putting Jesus in your circumstance. Wow. Wow. It literally, I, I remember I was um, wow. looking at a mountain. When I say looking, I was just sitting there talking with the Lord. He's looking at a situation. He goes, see me right in the middle of it. Oh, that changes it since you're right there with me. Wow. You're a co-laborer with God. And then when you're speaking the word of God, realize that you're not wasting your time, that you're actually releasing God into your situation. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word was with God. And nothing was created without Him. Meaning that when He spoke those words, He was actually releasing Himself into the situation. Let me read it. Some of you look confused. John chapter 1. This is the Gospel of John. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are what we refer to as the synoptic gospels. John, is my understanding, was the last one welcomed the canon. The early church fathers wondered to include John because it was so different than the others. In the beginning, if all you had was these three verses, you would still do well. More than three, but... 
In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. All things were made through Him. How are all things made? Through the Word. So what are you doing? You're actually releasing Jesus and the Word into your situation when you speak the Word of God. Without Him, nothing was made that was made. Without Him, nothing was made that was made. Without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life. The life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So when you're speaking the Word of God, and you're agreeing with God, you're also joining in your responsibility and being a co-labor and God will always do his part God will always do his part your responsibility is not to make it come to pass your responsibility is simply to believe that it will come to pass and there are certain things because wherever we're at we're all at these different places we're all at these and I just say just start right where you're at right where you're at start applying that faith start applying believing those things Calling things be not as though they are. And as we, as we, uh, there's some things when, when I started saying it, I was like, uh, like, how would that ever happen? But I just kept saying it and saying it. Don't put the pressure on yourself. You're, you, you cannot, you cannot bring that to pass. And I apply. Take your prophetic words and add them to confessions you make. Taken my perfect word. Lord, thank you that you've raised me up as a brilliant teacher. Thank you that this is what you're going to do. Thank you that there's a revelatory spirit in the things I speak. Thank you. And sometimes you think, you know, you, your intellect, but you keep saying it. It's like, a, it's like a cup that you put in a sink. You know it's dripping? You just... Keep putting the word in. Keep putting the word in. Part of that process often is being delivered of trauma, being delivered of things you walk through, being delivered of feeling unworthy. Sometimes you need some demons out of there too. So that's a little different though. I know some of you don't like talk that, but it's true. So anyway, just keep reading. And then, boom! No, no, I'm serious. It's, it, there comes where it just begins to overflow out of the things you believe and you speak. That you go, no, that. I don't know how. I don't know what way. But I will have what I say. Not because of my own power. Because he's a God that cannot lie. I'm not saying it will always be easy. Love what brother, the advice Brother Hagen gave many years ago. He said, if you're willing to stand forever, you won't be standing very long. You know what you find too? Hey, hey. a little transparent moment. 
a week before I got married or something. Someone called, oh, you've really waited a long time. Have I? I'd forgotten how long I waited. Because you're just enjoying other things. After a while, it's... It's... Because stuff... You know, that doesn't get you... Any, it doesn't... It's just... You just know. It's going to come to pass. There's this rest that you can come into. There's this trust you can come into. Just make it your commitment. You'll do whatever he says. Make a commitment not to be double-minded. Guard your heart and your influence. I, I have learned that um, I must love all people. I must be kind for all people. I must be judgment-free of people. When I say judgment, I, I, uh, not that you don't judge according to the word of God, but I'm just saying judgments. There's a difference between judging righteously through the word of God and judgments against people. But the other part is not everyone has access to my heart and my dreams and the things I'm putting my faith in. Same Jesus principle. He put the unbelief out. I'll land the plane with this here. Back to Mark 11. Thanks for listening tonight. Back to Mark 11. Back to verse 22, Jesus answers, Have God's faith, for surely I say to whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. I've probably told this dream here, but it's been one of those defining things that God spoke to me. Probably about 12 years, probably, yeah, 12 years ago, I was... Um, had a dream. Many of my dreams are very vivid like this. And uh, Jesus came to me in this dream and he said to me, Abner, don't you know you can have what you say? And I was actually in this semicircle of leaders and um, I said, yes, Lord, you know. It's how we built the ministry. It's how we believed you for things and we just had a word from you, and we just began to call things, be not as though they are, and just trust the word of God. You know, and I'm kind of like telling him, you know we know. He didn't seem very impressed with my explanation. <laughs> so he came to me a second time. He said, no, don't you know you can have what you say? So I'm a servant leader, so I began to explain it to him again. You know, if he didn't get it the first time, I'll help Jesus out. I'm, willing to help him out like that. So I go again to the explanation. I go a little deeper this time. I remember I kept emphasizing it to him. And finally, 
after my very eloquent explanation, he said, No! <laughs> now his eyes were thundering. Don't you know you can have what you say? Dream ended. Now, I've missed a turn sometimes. I didn't miss one on that. I didn't get out the dream interpretation book. I didn't call my pastor in the internet. What do you think this means? Let's fast for three days, figure out what this means. So does Jesus have a blue sash or a white sash on? And what do you think that really meant in that? I'm not saying that stuff's not important. It just wasn't important to that dream. You know, I think the Lord was trying to say something. Wow. Now, this is what's really interesting about how revelation unfolds. You know, and I understood he was trying to say, this is, this is a foundational principle how you receive things from me. Verse 24, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. You believe you receive when you pray. You believe, you know, prayer is one of the most beautiful things, especially corporate prayer. Corporate prayer is one of the greatest acts of faith ever. That you come into a room like this and you think you can move things across the world. It's actually what happens in prayer when it's done properly. But how do you believe you receive when you pray? I got it. I don't fully got it. Still digging into Mark eleven twenty two. But one way you can believe you receive is because you've said it. One way you can believe you received is because you've said it. God believes everything he says. He wants you to believe everything you say. He just told you the key to that. How do you believe that you receive? He just told us. Because you can have whatever you say. When you really start kind of really digging into this as a lifestyle, you'll realize many of the things that we just say. I changed my language on a lot of things. I only love two things in this life. I love the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father, the Son, and Holy Ghost, and I love my wife. I don't love my house. I don't love my car. I don't love the Jets. I don't love WWE. I enjoy things. But I only love two things. Yeah, that's, that's nitpicky. It's just, hey, listen, I'm not saying that's, that's like a biblical have-to thing. But here's another thing about discipleship. When you walk with the Lord, He will often ask of you to do things that are part of the high call. There are certain things I don't engage in my life that are not overtly sinful or even bad or anything like that, but it's just a personal thing that the Lord's asked me to do. 
God never asked me not to drink. I just don't drink because I don't, I, don't, I don't need anything in hell. Just me. You can make your choice, but there's just things in my call that I have just chosen not to engage in. But when you start tracking with the Lord, you'll really watch the things that you say that the enemy loves 